Yo, what's good, world? It's your boy Hafiz back in this thing. Whoa, what's up, everybody? It's your boy Sam. Yeah, Joe. baby. Chris the star of the show. And we are back. What's that long than intro? Started talking for a long time. Who, oh, who I kept it quiet, though. I kept it in the like background noise, kind of. You oh. know what I'm saying? Well, let me know next time. I feel yeah. like I All right. So we are back. What up, what up, what up, guys? We have been. This is this is a new location for us. Yes. Yes. So, do, should we tell the story or not? Yes. Oh yeah, Yo, man. Let's inform the people. Go they ahead. need to know. Go ahead. So tell we've a story. we've officially left the Conway Podcast Network um, <laughs> due to complications, <laughs> and we are now moving forward into creating our very own network. You hear that yeah. ownership? Yes, our very own network. And right now, we are partnering partnering with none other than the guy himself. J.O. Oh, Malone, Malone in the zone. Malone. And we got a super dope studio set up right now. As you guys can see, you got the boys in the hood, the classic, you know, loving basketball, every black girl's favorite movie. <laughs> I'm telling you, bro. <laughs> every black person's favorite music. <laughs> yeah, it's a good one. It's a good oh, one. Man. That's a cheating answer. Yeah. So, so we're here. Um, Emmanuel Paris is over there in, in the corner. You, you can't see him, but he's in the corner right now getting ready for his live show, Vibe awesome. Out. Next Friday, next Friday at 7 o'clock, doors open at 7 o'clock, Emmanuel Paris has a very intimate event called Vibe Out. It is going to be 20 limited seats available. Am I correct? 20 limited seats available. Make sure you RSVP. Is it on Eventbrite, sir? On EmmanuelParis.com. Ooh, he's doing big Whoa, things Whoa, you got your own URL. Yeah, yeah, Look yeah. at you. Yeah. Official. Official. I see you, boy. EmmanuelParis.com. So, don't wink at me like that. <laughs> so on EmmanuelParis.com, go ahead yeah, and check right. it out. RSVP for Vibe Out. Like I said, first five women only, obviously. Women. Attra I'm Whoa. <laughs> Whoa. Whoa. I know, I know, I know. I know. <laughs> first five women will indeed get a free T-shirt. So first five women that signed up will get a free T-shirt. It is the great fabric. Little, little Uzi Vert fabric. Little Uzi Vert fabric. Yes, indeed. So like I said, we're in this brand new studio. His event will be in the studio. Should I give him the where the event's going to be at or no? Uh, just... Oh, yeah. You get to yeah, look it up. Get to look it yeah, up. show some intention. Yeah. Intentionality? It is it intentionality? How you yeah, say that? If you want to be there... Is it, is it on the roommate's Instagram Is that the right page? word? I think it is. It works. We, oh, we do. Okay. Intentionality works. Hey, we bought these mics. I like it. These hour oh, yeah, mics. We, shout out to Sam for fronting us a little bit of moolah to buy some of this equipment. Shout out to E to fronting me the money to front good guys. <laughs> shout, shout out to E. I didn't know nothing about it. Shout out to Big E in the house over there. Went to. We spent a lot of money. Yeah, we did. So we hope the product improves. Uh, we hope it, it indeed improves. We can do whatever but we, own we want. It. Yeah, yes. we own it. These and are we, our mics. And we can do whatever we, we want. We can I, talk for three hours yes. yep. if we want to, nonstop. Nonstop. About anything. About, about anything. Even if the argument gets stupid. I like it. Even if I'm talking <laughs> about Dirk Nowitzki's greatness in the uh, history of basketball. Boo. What? <laughs> <laughs> if what? I'm talking about. That man going to average 10 and 10. <laughs> 10 rebounds that, that, and 10 that's, turnovers. That's fine with me. Whoa. 10, 10 rebounds <laughs> and 10, 10 turnovers. <laughs> oh, my gosh. You, you, you slipped that past me. Yeah. But anywho, I also have something else to say. Hey, right, go ahead. I'm retired from basketball, but I'm still nice. You're I not a hooper. Low, I'm not a hooper. It's fine. That's fine. It could be like it could be like whenever Super Hot or any other rappers, like, you know, they come over there, they kill a freestyle, they kill something, but, like, but I'm not a rapper. Yeah. I come out there after three months, kill the... Kill the basketball thing, and then I'm like, but I'm not a hooper. That's what I'm going to do. That's going to be my thing now. Sam, not a hooper toto. Interesting. But I'm a kid. Not a hooper toto. Not a hooper, not a hooper. toto. 
What do you think about that, Jordan? I I'm, I'm, I gave up. <laughs> you know, I just want somebody that play basketball with me on a regular and play defense. Yeah. Sam, <laughs> that's neither one yeah, of those. That's definitely neither. <laughs> Hold on, man. We can't be bashing about that. Anywho, you had somebody to play with you today. I did. Alan. Shout out to Alan Rodriguez, my boy. Oh, he played with you today? Man, yes. Can he play? This is my first... Alan's, yeah, Alan's solid. Oh, okay. I like Alan. Yeah. Yes. This is my first time Probably playing is. with uh, Alan since in like two years. Wow. Yeah. Probably really, three years. He's really good. Oh, for real? Yeah, yeah. No, he's he better than you? Come on now. <laughs> I don't want to. Of course he is. I don't want to say things <laughs> like that. Of course he is. Oh, for I don't real? Say things like that. Yeah, he hey. played defense. Hey. Sam doesn't. Hey. Look, bro. Defense is only half the game. <laughs> it's only half the game. If the other half is good, you're still fine. Yeah. Half the game. So if he can score and play defense, that doesn't make him better than you? If you can just score and not play defense? Well, you see, I just prefer one side over the other. The other side is just – forget – defense doesn't really matter. Not to me. Yeah. Doesn't win championships. We all know that's true now. Oh, yeah, you oh, can't. Yeah. I keep moving around? Yeah, you literally keep on moving around. Guys, so I'm really like, bad with microphones, yeah, man. Yeah, so – Oh, well. <laughs> that's why we all can't get I'll one of these mics. I'll try, I'll yeah, try and get man. better. Yeah, you got it. <laughs> I'll try and get better. This dude was swerving. <laughs> it was moving it side to side. It sounded like, I'll focus. Oh, I'll focus now. Oh, man. I'll focus now. So, Jordan, how was your lunch? Your little luncheon that you went to? Why you got to tell everybody my business? What do you mean? It was public. It was on your Eventbrite page. See what I'm saying? <laughs> For real? No. <laughs> The fact that you really believe that is really a Why would he right have now. an event right? For a uh, lunch. Hey, bro. No, lunch was solid. Okay, it was good. Okay. Had Mexican food. Okay. Shout out to Mexicanos. Some yeah, tortillas. You had some tortillas, bro? Nah, man. I keep it simple, bro. Chicken quesadillas, bro. Okay. With some uh, some brown rice and some tortilla soup. Hey. Chips and queso. You know how that is. Okay. Yeah, ladies and ladies. Ladies. ladies, ladies. I, we haven't heard Chips. that in a minute. I know, man, I know, I know. Hey, hey Chris had like three, like, staple, uh, whatchamacallit. Okay, I thought it was going somewhere else, man. Oh, my gosh, you idiot. Nah, I'm the like, idiot. I, bro. Like, yeah, let's all slip before. When? On the show? Go ahead. Anyway. Yeah, move on. Continue. He yes, had three clearly. staple sayings. The first one was ladies, ladies, ladies. And then what happened to the one from uh, um, Cousin Nick's house? Somebody, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I did that at the beginning of the show. Oh, you did? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, And baby. then there was one more that he had. I don't know. Chris, sometimes Chris goes to him. He cycles him. Yeah. The one he likes using whenever we do something stupid. Sometimes whenever it's not even that stupid, is he calls us buffoons. Yeah, uh, buffoons. I say that all the time. Oh, yeah, buffoons. Yeah. I, I live in a house yeah, yeah. full of buffoons. Yeah. Everybody has quotables. What's your quotable? I don't know. I go through them. <laughs> Oh yeah, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That, that, that's my first response. Something happens, uh, I'm like, that's the first thing, and then I go into my rant. Yeah, that's what usually happens. Yeah, but I don't know. I got other quotes. <laughs> the story of my life. Story of my life. I story of my life. Speaking of story of my life, I learned something this week. I had a very, 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 very introspective week in which I learned something about myself. Twenty six was the worst year of my life morally. <laughs> Oh. It was the worst year of my life morally. Twenty six. Twenty six. Did you? Years wait, old. Did you? Your birthday already passed already? No. Oh, because I know you. Oh, so it's, it's still going on. Yes. So you're still okay. Yeah, I'm still in the you moral still. decay of my life. So yeah, twenty six was the absolute worst. I'm gonna take you on a, a a little bit of a journey, little bit of a biblical journey, just just to give some people a little fun fact. So most people don't like know in the book of Judges, there's a guy named Samson, right? 
Yes. We know about Samson. And most people think of Samson like, oh, Samson was like this good guy who tried to destroy all the bad Canaanites or whatever. But in reality, the book of Judges is about like the people of God, how God told them to like wipe out all the evil from them. And instead of wiping it out from them, they allowed it to stay in their lives. And then each time there was a different judge, the judge got worse and worse morally. And then eventually get Samson, who's the absolute worst judge. But anyway, the theme of the book of Judges is like the downward called canonization, but like the, the losing of morality of the of the people of God. So you're saying we caused you to lose your morality? No, I'm saying that like in your in my life there were Don't things put that on me. <laughs> there in my life there were things that I didn't put away. You know what I mean? Like, uh, like I kept them around. Like yeah. God was like, remove these things from you. Like totally kill it. Yeah. And I just kind of kept it around. And then as time progressed, I got worse and worse and worse and worse, like this downward spiral. You know what I mean? Because you didn't remove what was keeping you down from the very beginning. And that's what I feel like was my life. Like each year, it was like 21, 22, 20. Like each year, it was getting worse and worse and worse because a certain thing I was supposed to remove from my life, I never removed them. And in 26 was like Samson, like the absolute worst yeah. of my life. Was it hard to go there, bro? Because I, I, mean, I feel like if I had to sit and think just about all the years of my life, and I got to that point where I'm like, man, the current year I'm in is the worst year yeah. of my life morally. That probably hurts, bro. Yeah. Like it's, it's just. It bothered me. Yeah. It bothered me. And to be honest with you, I don't want to spend too much time on it. But, like, I I felt like I kind of failed everybody. You know what I mean? I honestly felt like I failed a lot of people at yeah. 26. Like, like I always said, like, I make a lot of mistakes, but my mistakes, like, really negatively affect people's lives. Mm -hmm. And I feel like even, like, who I am, I feel like even at the house, I, like, the real representation of myself wasn't even given. That was the worst version of myself, yeah. you know, at 26. And so, yeah, man, it was it was rough to just kind of reflect on that and think about it, but it's, it was good because it showed me that at least I realized there was a problem instead of, me be, instead of being oblivious to it. Yeah, I don't even want to go down that road because that will ruin my mood mm. completely, bro. Yeah. If I had to really sit down and think about it, man, because... Yeah, 24 haven't been great for me either, man. Yeah. Uh-uh. But I won't go down this route. That's, all I, that's, all, I wanted to share. that's all I wanted to share about that. But like I said, the positive about that was I realized it. I made the change. Like we said last week, we, I killed the Canaanites from my life and realized, you know what? I have to remove this. And we made those changes. And I feel better. I really do feel better. This week, I feel a lot better. I feel good. You know what I mean? Last week, we were down and gloomy and all that stuff. I feel mm. great this week. I feel great. Yeah. All right, that's excellent, bro. That's a good start, man. Yes. Sensational. Oh. I would have felt good this morning, bro, if I didn't have to wake up and... Time did you leave the house? 7.40. Oh, that's not that bad. 7.39, exactly. Oh, oh yeah. You I know I hate driving. Yes. You know I got a bad knee. Uh -huh. My right knee, that's my driving knee. Yeah. So it was tired. It was hurting oh. after that four-hour drive to come to Houston to come record with y'all. I also have to tell you something. I'm, I'm going to say publicly I was wrong about Auburn. Thank you. I was wrong about Auburn. Oh, I was I was waiting for yeah, you to say. I was wrong about that. I was wrong about Auburn. Okay. It's on, America. It's on video. I was wrong about Auburn. I made a claim that Auburn was going to be in a national championship game. They totally failed me this year. Totally failed me. Wait, well, they play Clemson tonight, so they may redeem themselves. No, they played them last week. Louisville <laughs> plays Clemson. Oh shit. Yeah. <laughs> they played Clemson last week. They Man. played Mercer. They're playing Mercer. Last time I checked, it was seven to three in the second quarter. Oh yeah, they're not gonna work. It's yeah. ten three now. It's ten three. Wow. Let's 
Wow. We, we, we can exhale now. We can exhale. Wow. It's <laughs> one touchdown, man. Goodness gracious, freaking yeah, Thanks terrible. for admitting that you were wrong, Hafiz. Yeah, I told you. I, I fans admit, of the show. I can admit when I'm wrong. Fans of the show, that was an exclusive. <laughs> that was an exclusive. It doesn't happen a lot. What do you I, mean it does happen a lot? Stop. Are you for real? Don't go When, back when was I wrong and I never admit? Name me one time. I don't need all these one time. Hafiz, I'm thinking of the most recent one and I don't really want to get into it, Hafiz. I said I was but wrong. But you never said straight that you were wrong. About the. No, no. You qualified it and then you said you were wrong. You said I was wrong on the technicality. <laughs> so stop. You were just you straight wrong. wrong. You were just straight wrong. <laughs> you can't. You, it's like whenever you say sorry, but you know what I'm saying? Like stuff like that doesn't work, man. I told you people gotta, 20% gotta, of the time I'm wrong and I can admit to that 20% failure. You just got to own it. You still don't like to. I've, no one likes to, but I have to for my moral integrity. Some folks love apologizing. But anyway, shout out to my, uh, my nephew, Zakai, man. He just started school. Okay. He's a uh, whoopie dang dude. He's he's four years old yeah. and he's killing he's the game. To be in school. He has had no bad days. Oh wow! He's been in school for a week. None. <laughs> How about no, say, what? no, no, two weeks. No colors flipped. Oh wow! A color. He's been perfect, and he's got a friend. He's got a little. He's got a little. A baddie. Little, oh my little, little cute little thing, man. I, I don't know. A but, but listen, but listen, <laughs> listen. Lil Zakai, bro. He said. He says she's cuter than mama is. Ooh. He says she's prettier than mama is. So is, that, is that a good sign or a bad sign? Uh, no, 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 obviously a good sign. But I'm saying, like, <laughs> is it is he going to be a player? That's what I'm saying. Is, uh, he, is he developing player tendencies? Let's hope to God not. Yes. But Toto jeans are not good. Mm. Uh, but he probably won't be a player. It's, it's okay a, to have options. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. That's not a bad thing. <laughs> You'd rather have no options or options. <laughs> Hold up. I actually heard something. I was talking to a girl earlier, and she said when you have options, it, you have to be honest about that in the beginning. Like, let's say you meet a girl, but you're also already speaking to some other girl. It doesn't matter in what, in what type nope. of context, but you're kind of attracted to them in some type of way. Mm-hmm. No. Maybe even taking them on a date. Let's say there's two other girls, and you meet a girl, and you like her, took her on a date, too. Mm-hmm. It's not you don't have to tell her about your history, but about your current situation. No. You have to tell them. I was speaking to a girl just recently and she told me, like, yeah, that's courtesy. You need to tell them about your current situation. You don't gotta go there and tell, like, oh yeah, this is what happened in the past. It's the girl I dated, this is what we did, this is how long. You don't gotta do that, but your current situation is just courtesy. Let me go out there and tell you. So no one gets hurt, so people no expectations, so no one gets played. What y'all think? I agree. I just, I do. I, I mean, I'm just, I'm just it was saying. news to me because I don't do that. <laughs> I don't. Oh, you don't. Oh, you don't. Oh, I don't no, tell I do. about my current situation. No, because no, I have been have been called a player. Have been called uh, what is it, f boy? All those, all things above. I've been called a dog. Dog um, is the worst one to so me. So I try to be as transparent as possible nowadays. Like, yeah. look, like, all right, you were one of <laughs> this many. Yeah, hold up, see, now don't do me like that. You are one of many. <laughs> I said I didn't give a number. I said one of. <laughs> I'm just letting you know that. Um, there are others. Yeah, hmm, and you can do others. whatever you want. I be telling, I be like, you can literally do whatever you want. Yeah, and I'm, I'm not going. And I'm not going to ask. Yeah, because I don't own you. Yeah, I'm Girls not going to hold you. But I don't. I'm not yeah, going to ask. I you. definitely, I, I definitely don't, don't ask. Really and for me, y'all know I'm selfish. I feel like I don't owe that to anybody. You don't. You why don't. Do, why should I tell it's you that? Don't ask. Don't tell. But no, 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 no. But it's just it's common courtesy. Because just imagine if something did happen between y'all and that came out. That could really hurt someone's feelings. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. I really could. I agree with you. I feel like it's a, here's how I take it. If, if they ask you, you have to give the answer. You have to give honest. You can't lie. I think we all agree to that. Okay. 
But it's if they don't ask you, it's don't ask, don't tell. But no, assume no. They don't get hurt. Huh? No, Man, nobody going assume. The girls not going assume. It's true. Okay, okay. True. They won't. If, so if, you if, have to tell them. Yeah, you have to tell them. Yeah, they won't. They. I'm telling you, they're not going to assume. Oh, this guy is. Just talking to me and okay. all this stuff. I can agree. Yeah, you know, I can agree. Right? You know how women yeah. are. I personally no don't. I, I, I agree yeah. you know, on that sentiment. Yeah. Not asking, not telling. I don't know. Yeah. Are you saying I got closer to the mic? I think I just, I had to do a crunch. I just feel like there's danger That's in why that, I went man. Black. He had to tell me how to do a crunch. He was like, yuck. <laughs> oh, hold up. Phone buzzing. Okay. You go but, one of the options. <laughs> <laughs> Mama. That <laughs> no, was my big brother. Uh, I'm gonna get this real quick. All right. Do what you gotta do. So, so Chris, you're saying if you don't tell them, that you saying they like they can be hurt. Oh yeah. But I feel like it should be assumed no. that we're not anything. You know what I mean? That's what I'm saying. If if we're just hanging out, it should when, be assumed we're not anything. Maybe in the first two days. Maybe, okay. <laughs> but like, if a girl get any type of feelings for you, oh, you know, they, you know how emotional they. Are. they all that's going out the window. You have to tell them from the beginning. So I don't know your situation, mm -hmm. but let's say if you were talking to multiple girls, mm -hmm. would you tell all of them? All of them. Okay. Every last one of How them. How do they usually take it when, when that has happened in your past? Thank you for being clear. Okay. Do, cool. do you see them pull away because of that? I mean, it happens. Okay. Yeah. Yes yeah. and no. Yeah. And you don't. And you don't ask. I don't ask, honestly. Okay. I, Cause I don't, I don't think I'm the jealous type. I really, I mean, cause like you said, I mean, like I always been saying, if you don't want me, then that's your fault. Mm -hmm. So it's like, well, I'm not even gonna ask you what your situation is. Yeah. You said you are jealous or you're not? I'm not. Okay. Hmm. So, but everybody I mean, gets jealous when they care. That's true. That's true. That's true. I give you that. Huh. I'm just talking about upfront. Like I'm not gonna be like, so are you talking to anybody? I mean, DMs you got. <laughs> Can't see no, your yeah. phone. Yeah. Can I go through this? I'm not. I, no. Yeah. Mm. I think for me, I learned not to be curious. Yeah. <laughs> I man, you sometimes you hear things you don't want to hear. Mm. Find out information you don't want to find out. Maybe way too soon. Agreed. So I don't ask. So and I'm just you know I'm an equal opportunist. So we're saying that the girl for girls we have to tell, but the girl is not obliged to tell. Well, I mean, I know we said I won't ask. we said personally we don't care. I don't like ask. Chris. Chris just doesn't ask. Tell me all she want. I don't. I don't ask. I mean, I'm not gonna go out my way to tell you. I mean, I mean, I'm not gonna go out my. I'm don't want you. But like, I'm not gonna ask you what's your situation. Yeah, but you're gonna tell yours. You feel yeah, like you feel like you have to. Yes. So why yes. don't girls have to tell their situations? Because well, I feel like men are we're kind of stronger. Okay. If some, if they end yeah. up okay. leaving for somebody, then, we'll be fine. And then maybe Francis, you agree? No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that was a thumbs down. That was a thumbs down. But I get what Chris is saying, but uh, also because I, I think we're the initiators at the same time. Exactly. You get what I'm saying? If you're the one initiating all that kind of stuff, she's just receiving, then I feel like that responsibility kind of lies on you. Mm. So so are you going to tell your, if you were in that situation? I don't know your situation. Yeah, bro. I was like, bro, don't put me, <laughs> don't put, don't put me on the spot. I don't know. Don't I don't know your situation. I'm yeah. going to say, if you were in that situation, would you tell? Uh. In that situation, I have not told, but now I know I should tell. Okay. Thanks to better advice. <laughs> um, so yeah, man, I think it's, I think that advice made me a better man. Okay. Uh, no, uh, I don't want to hurt females. Also, you know, expectations, no reality, more. bro. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You mm -hmm. can't. Not everybody can get chose. 
No yeah, homo, but, but your eyes are glistening in this light, bro. That's kind of homo. On to the next thing. Uh, uh, whoa. Uh, the, uh, man. Whoa. Let's take uh, a break. Want to take a break? Yeah, we got to take a break after that. <laughs> yeah, we got to take a break on that one. I need to put some sunglasses on. All right. <laughs> we can go you going to bring it back? commercial no, break. We are the roommates, and we will be right back. Okay, we are back. We are back. We are back. In case, in case Chris's audio wasn't that good, we just educated him on mic etiquette. Yeah, I got these headphones on because I don't know how to hold a mic. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I'm gonna just, uh, I'm gonna just say, take it. I'm just, oh yeah, well, if I get loud, I gotta back away. Yeah, okay, I'm, I gotta figure it out. Well, yeah. everything's working now. I think the first session is gonna be just fine. Yeah, Christopher. Okay. We're gonna be all right, but we got some beef with y'all. Oh, I was talking to, I was talking to E. Oh, I was talking to E, and E said yesterday he played some Tiller, uh huh, some Bryson, and y'all didn't enjoy it. Wait, I mean, oh, knock me the, off the, my the, feet. The the Bryson fruit. <laughs> yeah, Bryson I know, right? fruit. <laughs> I mean, it was it wasn't the best song I ever heard of my life. You like know. that song? Oh, yeah, yeah, That's, I enjoyed that album. Run me dry, yeah. Run, oh, I, yeah. I'm not gonna. Honestly, to I didn't even. I, I was a huge up, up. Bryson um, Tiller fan during Trap, Trap Soul. Soul. I didn't even finish the other album. I was just, I was that disappointed. You see, sometimes that's what also happens whenever your expectations yes. are up here. That's yes. what happens to me a lot. Like I'll start out, Bilo, forgive me. My favorite Kendrick. The the first thing I listened to from Kendrick Lamar was Overly Dedicated. Yeah, mm-hmm. I love that. Mixtape to death. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I love it so much. And the first J. Cole thing I listened to was Friday Night Lights. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Their next projects, I started listening to and I was like, especially J. Cole. Sideline Story mm-hmm. was garbage compared to Friday Night Lights. But I listened to him and I was like, man, this is garbage. But the mm. truth is, bro, I just started out up here. Mm. And the, the next album was maybe an eight. Mm. Yeah, it just yeah, wasn't yeah. a 10. Yeah. It just wasn't a 10. So I just needed to give it another chance. Mm-hmm. And once I did that, it didn't disappoint me as much as I thought it was. It was, it was okay. Of course, you can, not everybody can be Kanye and put out five classics in a row. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, man, it's okay. But anyways, you guys need to get your lives together and appreciate Bryson Tiller. Go listen I again. I love Bryson Tiller, but Go that, listen again. that wasn't good. No, I mean, that wasn't, like I said, it knocked me off my yeah, feet. That's, 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 I'm being honest with you. That's not what the charts say. Well, that song's right. popping? That's not what the charts say. That yeah, song's it's popping. popping? Is it top 10 right it's now? It's popping. I'm, I guarantee you it's not top 10 right okay, now. Okay, maybe it's not top 10. I feel like the song is probably because it's not the, top 10. On the hip hop list, it might be top 10. You know, you got like know. Cardi B to deal with. Yeah, yeah got, cause those are great songs. You got Kendrick. Cause those are great songs. And what, then you have Bryson Tiller. Let me like, let me just throw some shade at Cardi real quick. I I like the song, but you definitely just stole Kodak Black's whole song. Everybody knows that. Bodak, Bodak Yellow. That's why she gave him his credit in the title. She didn't she didn't give him his credit. Bro, she, she didn't did say good, I got my bro. whole flow from Kodak Black. She did good, bro. <laughs> She got a chorus. She did good. She has a chorus. I like her, bro. She came up. I guess she came up. Yeah. Kodak Kodak song did not have a chorus. It was a chorus. No it was a song that went was just straight bars. Listen, bro. Straight old bars. Hip, old hip hop. You don't need no chorus. You just all they just kill it. Bro. I'm just saying, no Flocka and Bodak Yellow are different. Yeah, yeah. but they got the same flow and very I similar beats. Swag, I get, and but kick the kick biggest kick. difference is they have a chorus. I'm not okay. about to argue with you. <laughs> I, I, I know this is an argument, <laughs> but anyways, on the topic of hip hop, man. I was uh I was online the other day. I don't usually get online. Okay. And I was looking some stuff up and someone showed up on my screen and it was like 
Russ. Y'all know Russ, that rapper. I like Russ. What uh, they want. I like Russ. What they lot. want. Uh, I like Russ a lot. Fall, what's that song? Falling in love. Something, Losing something? control. Don't Losing control. <laughs> that song's hot, man. I used to hate it, bro. But that's my jam now. Well, Russ, he had worn this shirt. Mm-hmm. I don't remember exactly what it said, but it was like an anti-drug shirt. <laughs> mm-hmm. And my man got lit up. By Black Twitter? Yes. Oh, black I didn't Twitter. see that. I thought Twitter's black, period. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Yes and no. Yeah, well, the black people are the ones that make noise. Black people yeah. the ones you see. So yeah, Russ, got, <laughs> Russ got lit up mm. for wearing that anti-drug, that anti-drug shirt. As a matter of fact, let me just look up what it said on there. But anyways, bro, Russ is one of the few guys in hip-hop who just goes and actually takes a stand against drugs. He's, you know, he's over there. I thought Russ was white. He's, he, something. You know, I don't know what he is. He's, he's a, albino? He's Italian. What did he say? He's Italian. Habibi? What's Habibi? What, bro? Can somebody uh, Google search that? <laughs> Habibi. Yeah, he's, appreciate it, friends. Look, bro, I'm pretty sure he's Italian. Italiano. Uh, Italian? Yeah. yeah. But anyways, bro, he's Italian. He's in hip hop. He's one of the, the, one of the only people to stand from, up guys. against drugs. A man got... Marijuana? So how you gonna say anti-drugs? That's a talking to the mic, Sam. I'm talking about like I'm talking about like Zans, Coke, um, Molly's, yeah. Percocets, Percocets, Molly, Molly Percocets. Percocets. You know what I'm yeah. saying? No lean. You I'm, know what I'm saying? Mm. No. So he took a stand against it, and then they. Yeah. So what were they? What was? Why were they outraged? What were they saying about it? Like what was frustrating them? Well, pretty much, you know how the world is now, man. It's really permissive to everything. Yeah. Uh, Remember when pretty, sin is to say someone is wrong. Yeah, pretty much you just do whatever you want and pretty much just, you know how if you're not doing drugs in high school, if you're not smoking weed or doing whatever, people just tell you you're lame. Like, damn, bro, you're so lame. Damn, bro, you don't smoke. Wow, that's I lame. was always cool. That's what, I guess where that's where <laughs> you and I are different, Sam. <laughs> yeah, let me, I'm, I'm about to find what the shirt says. But anyways. What, man, is, it, what is it? Hip. I don't know what, for yeah. come, come over here and say it, bro, because I, I don't know what you said. No, but explain yeah, to me what you're saying right now. My mine is closest. Oh, it's wireless. Ooh. We're high tech now, yo. You see his wireless mic? See that? Man, can you give Francis the mic, please? It said it, it lacks sensitivity. What, what, what says what about what? Oh, so Russ's t-shirt, mm-hmm. anti-drug t-shirt, lacks sensitivity. He there we go. He doesn't understand the struggle of addiction. Just frankly say anti-drug, just... Oh, they crying about not that, that bro. Yeah, let me. That's clearly not what he was talking. Let me about. read what the shirt says. <laughs> but that's clearly not. <laughs> let what me he read what the shirt said. How much Zans and Lean do you have to do before you realize you're a fucking loser? Wow. <laughs> Dang. Oh, wow. Okay, now that's kind of that's kind of <laughs> aggressive. And, and look at my man over here. Cheese is so hard, bro. With that shirt on, like you know, the freshest thing in the world, oh, bro. Man. But I think, but like I said, that's not his message. It's definitely like, not talking about addiction. Yeah. Like, like we Francis know that. Talking? Like they just yeah. picking it. Nah, yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Francis. Yeah, I know yeah. addiction is a problem and you can't get out of it. But overall, Russ's message of being anti-drug. There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. I mean, shouldn't get ridiculed. Right? Yeah. It is a good thing. Yes. But dang it, bro. Because no one's crazy. Okay. You, th- you think it's a bad thing, Francis? What, what does that mean? No. So so? Oh, you just okay, change his approach. It's pretty rude. It's, it's pretty no rude. There's no approach that people are actually going to uh, like always agree with. Because yeah. there's a lot of people that says uh, racism is as American as baseball or yeah. baseball. Oh my as, god! Yeah. yeah, a lot of people hated that um, that that yeah. way yeah, of protesting. They, they don't they don't understand America. But exactly. to, but to the point about some no, it's real because 
obviously, like, that aggressive nature of calling people, like, a loser, like, that is going to ruffle some feathers. Yeah. But the truth of the matter is, like, these drugs are going to not only affect you, but also affect your children. Yeah. Right? So, for example, like, when people were doing crack and heroin, as they said it, in the 60s and 70s, most people did not know the side effects was 80s. Oh, here we go. Go ahead, though. Continue. Well, technically... Vietnam. Uh, no, okay. What no crack there, bro? Huh? What no crack in Vietnam? No, heroin. 20%. Okay. Cool, cool. 60. I'm just All right, bro. So, 60s, 70s, 80s. I'll go 80s as well. <laughs> huh? Yeah. What is it? You got go, go, narcos? Go. Okay. Go ahead, though. Go okay. ahead, though. Happy, <laughs> say your point, and then, of course, we'll just, you know, conversate about it. All right, so... They didn't know the side effects it would have on their children. So when yeah. they had children, so we, now we see the side effects of a lot of these kids. And so these people that are doing all these drugs right now, like we don't know the side effects of those drugs are going to be on their children in the future. You know what I mean? Mama over there at the party popping Molly's, popping Zanny's, popping all this, whatever she's popping. We don't know what's going to happen to the kids. So it, it's true. Like some of these, especially these heavy narcotics, man, they, you have to come down with a hammer on them. You can't really be soft on them. Yeah, I agree because, I mean, you don't want no weak protest. And obviously yeah. he wore that he wore that shirt because he knew what it says and he knew it would get people attention. Mm, like yeah. uh and at the end of the day, that's what he's trying to do. Yeah. I mean, it is a kind of aggressive. I mean, but at the end of the day, drugs are aggressive as well yeah. and they're destroying people's lives. Yeah, so I, I understand. Mean, kinda hip hop hip hop's been talking about drugs for a very long time, bro. Like I've, ever since like the 80s, 90s, that's when their drugs really started coming to the scene, and it's changed. It's changed. Back then, like whenever it first started, like late 80s, early 90s, Snoop, Jay Z, uh, Biggie, all those guys, they're talking about they're talking about crack, of course. They come up from crack, selling all that kind of thing, and then it moved down a little bit and it started being about weed. Y'all, y'all remember that people talking about weed, Cypress Hill, all these guys talking about weed. They still talk about weed. Weed still popular. I don't care if you talk about weed. They say it never killed anybody. <laughs> but anyway, after it went to weed, it went to like lean. Y'all remember when lean was hot? Mm -hmm. Whenever Houston was hot, lean still hot. And it killed a few people. Killed Pimp C, killed DJ Screw. Mm -hmm. And then after lean, Molly got hot. Mm -hmm. Molly got hot with Trinidad James and all that. Whenever he said, pop the Molly on sway, woo! It took over the world. Yep. Molly took over the world and it's still been killing since I was like 2011. And now, people just gotten explicit with it, bro. Future, my man. Molly Percocet. Yeah, I'm not you a know, big Future fan. Perky's Calling, that song is so hot. <laughs> yeah. I could hear the Perky's Calling. But, but yeah, it's just gotten real explicit. And the drugs have gotten harder and harder and worse and worse and worse. That's real. Back then, whenever they were talking about it, it was, it was biographical. You know what I'm saying? Like, crack, this is what I came up with. I came up around that Reagan era where crack was infested in our communities. This is just a story of my life. And oh, it you wasn't. You came up? Huh? No, I'm talking about the guys. Okay. But that's what they're talking about. They're. They're, they're just talking about their lives. I was and they're wrong. talking from the position it of... It was 70s and 80s. It yeah. wasn't 60s. And it, and, and it was coming from, from a position of the seller. Yeah. Majority of the time. You will never catch none of them doing the Ten Crack Commandments. You'll never smoke your own dope. You saw that from Friday and everything. Like, it was coming from a whole other angle. But now, mm. what they talk about is like, it's a culture of abuse. You know mm, what I'm saying? People, people love Perkins and Molly's, all that kind of stuff. This was cool. Like, mm. and I mean... I understand. Yeah. Drugs have gotten harder and worse and more accepted. And I mean, I understand what Russ is doing. Yeah. Cause bro, things have changed. Yeah. Like So you do you think other rappers should get on the anti-drug um movement with the rest? I'm not gonna lie, bro. I love crack rap, bro. I love Jay-Z. I love 
all those guys who came up with it because it's it's telling real stories about your life. You know, and that's why people fell in love with it, bro. Like, it's a narrative of, like, growing up in the hood, growing up in Marcy Projects, whatever it is. Like, and they're good stories. That's why people love those kind of movies. That's why people love The Wire. That's why people love Narcos, all that kind of stuff. It's good stories. It's stuff that we don't see every day. So, I mean, I feel like it's useful. It's culture. It's art. But so you we, don't we said the crack is art? Well, I mean, what they're talking about, Jay-Z, when he's talking about oh, his the, life. Oh, the music? About yeah, crack? yeah, yeah. The music, I feel like I feel like it's art, but I feel like... But think about what the music I, created, though. But what I feel like created was a byproduct of. Was the music a byproduct of their horrible lives? Yeah. Yeah, but what came out of it is, is but still, good. But a lot of their mothers, families, fathers, like it uh -huh. destroyed an entire generation. Yeah, and what I'm saying is, man, that's like history, bro. You know what I'm saying? When you go over there and you read those lyrics, like you're seeing what's going on. Yeah. But like I said, that's how I feel about those. Like I feel like it's yeah, useful yeah, 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 yeah. to know those struggles, to understand. Even addiction, this this rappers who talk about addiction, I feel like all that stuff is very useful. Yeah. But I feel like when it goes to abuse, when it goes to something cool, yeah, like that's where you need to take. That's a, a great stand. point. That's a great that's point. So you're saying, um, in like in rapping or in hip hop, you don't mind the drug stories and you know their effect on their lives nah. and how they express it. But I think what Russ is saying is the actual you using the drug. Yeah, like mm -hmm. these rappers, I don't know too many rappers that really are on hard drugs and are addicted to them yeah. like that. What Future said that one time, he had that interview. Yeah, he don't be doing <laughs> drugs like that. Future, the man himself. That's bro. what I'm saying. So That doesn't make any sense. So, like, we're, I think what Russ is saying, like, you know, you got all these people listening and are following you and listening to Molly's and Perkinses and actually doing it and actually addicted and ruining their lives. Yeah. I can't agree with that, yeah. you know. That's what he's saying. It's yeah. not more, for, like, such as, like, um, the history and um, you telling your personal story with drugs, how drugs affected your life, your family, and the way you're expressing that. Mm -hmm. But the glorification of it, man, that's pretty much it. Yeah. The glorification of it, that needs to die, man. Yeah. Man, and uh, did I cut you off? No, nah, go ahead. No, nah, because what's very interesting is, dang, I keep on forgetting a quote that someone once told me. Oh, my gosh. Here's a crappy version of it. He said, what you do in small amounts your followers do in excess. Yeah. And so basically the idea is that like rap was like lamentation. You know what I mean? It was like a bunch of angry kids who saw their bad neighborhoods, you know, bad policing, like all this crap and they made music about it. You know what I mean? It was like it was just biographical. Like you just like like Jay-Z's stuff, like Biggie's stuff, Tupac's stuff was biographical. And they made music about what was going on. But then a the next generation didn't like took that little ex little minute mm. thing about making music about what's going hey, on and made it smart, in and made it in excess. That's smart. You know what I mean? And then they instead of talking about what went on, they started talking about using it and it, cause, uh, it, cause it became cool. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like Tupac was cool in the '90s because he was talking about how drugs affected the community. Yeah. But now rappers are cool in the late 21st century, early 21st century, because they're talking about them using drugs and how that is cool. You know, and so because I got high. Yeah. <laughs> and you're right, man. It's, it's it's dangerous because you got all these kids wanting to do these things. You know what I mean? But Real then impressionable. Yeah, but then I guess a, a lot of the rappers would ask you, you know, do you? This is a great argument. I think it's a great argument. Ooh, the who takes responsibility argument. I like that one. That too. one and all. That's a good one. But also, they they will say, what about the movies? 
Have you heard a rapper ever say that before? Like, what about the movies? Like, you guys don't get mad at the movies and TV Whenever shows. Whenever they depict that kind of thing. When they depict that kind of lifestyle. Yeah, because it's both artistic, correct? Yeah. I don't, I don't, no, I don't I think. But know what's interesting out. about, and this one. No movie shaped your life. Like, you, have you. American uh, Gangster, stuff like that. That's what no. it. No movie. Ex- ex- oh. You ever watched a movie? Be like, all right, I'm gonna oh, live like yeah. X, Y, and Z. That is no. a good point because a, a movie doesn't affect you no. like music does. Wait, wait, it wait. Music- Scarface? No, it doesn't no, affect you like doesn't. music does. No, no stop, bro. Hafiz. You're consuming that music every single I'm day. Obviously not over like music and over. does, but how many people want to be Scarface? Yeah, yeah, true. And, and, and Pablo, but bro, nobody, nobody nah, is not actually doing it. I, I want to be Pablo. <laughs> I want to be Don Corleone. I want to be all of them. <laughs> I want to be Big Meech. Yeah. I wanna... Stop it, bro. Nobody. I have never met somebody like I'm a guy. I'm like I'm watch this movie and just maybe want to start killing. Do you know how many black people love Nino Brown for New, New Jack City? It's true. Bro, the, the character. <laughs> yeah. From the movie, but, but you but you telling me a character from a movie that is fictional, it will make people move more than a rapper. I didn't say I didn't say move more. I just said it influences them. No, I don't think so. I, yeah, yeah, like TV. So yeah. okay, maybe yeah. so maybe think, the thing no, is I don't I don't think I don't think that's the way. May, either. I think music maybe and music real people. Music is people. the most. Music is the most. But Definitely. What if the rapper just says? What about everything else? Because it's not just him that's promoting. Yeah, that's drugs. what he, that's what I they know say. What I'm saying. I, I get that. Yeah, but don't. You you take most of the responsibility. I'm sorry. I, so for me personally, I feel like uh, most of the responsibility doesn't lie with the rapper because at the end of the day, that's the parent's responsibility. The rapper didn't go put the drugs in your hand. Maybe he introduced it to you. Okay, he said it, mm-hmm. but there's so many more steps that had to have been taken for you to get to that point. You know what I'm saying? And he can't keep your addiction going. Mm-hmm. Like... Because it's the same thing they're struggling with as well. My God, like some of these but, guys, uh, we some of these guys been to rehab. The mindset, like if you feed yourself a certain mindset, like the parents really can't do much. Yeah. You know, like we all had pretty good parents, and we yeah. all did X, Y, and Z. Still, because we wanted to do it, what our friends was doing, or because what we seen on TV, or because we heard from music. Yeah. At the end of the day, it's I think it's our choice, especially we older now. Like it's, it's so definitely our it's choice. It's our choice, not our parents' choice. Is that, I think our, our parents has a, a a way of teaching us and trying to uh, um, make us learn that you don't want to go down this path, and this is the reason why X, Y, and Z. But at the end of the day, you're the one who makes that decision. You don't want to make that decision. Hey, so I mean, yeah. that you just have faith, but I still, at the end of the day, I feel like you can't. So you tell me, like, people that are, I mean, everybody has their reason for doing drugs, but you... They'll, they'll know better. And if you're honest about it, like, hey. But I'm, I'm saying I know yeah. people that had either better parents than I did yeah. and still not are still so, addicted so, to drugs. Okay, so I guess that's fine. That's fine. I don't know. But good question. what I'm saying is at the end of the day, whenever he goes up and he does whatever it is, it could be something light, like, you know, pick up that blunt or so you pick see- up that needle. Uh-huh. I'm saying Eminem didn't tell you to go pick up that needle. Future didn't. Well, Future may have told you to pop that Preggers head. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I see. I see what Chris is saying. Man, I. I, 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 I see what Chris is saying because you're like Tom is right because at the end of the day, it is your responsibility. Nobody can make you do anything besides your choice. But what Chris is saying is that everybody's impressionable, right? And we, as minorities, especially us Black um, African Americans, we know that a lot of these young boys have no role models. They go to the rappers. We know that. It's not, is it a rapper's fault? No, but we know it, right? And so the, should the, if the rappers know these young kids are looking at me, are following what I do, 
and you represent our community, should you not want to benefit these kids and talking about glorifying drugs that can ruin their lives, put them in prison, perpetuate negative stereotypes of the African-American community, if you know these things are gonna happen, shouldn't you care enough about your community? Growing up seeing the kids on, you know what I mean? Shouldn't you care enough to say, you know what, I won't glorify it? Because to the move to the point, and I, and, I, and I said I would love to talk to a rapper about it because what they don't understand about movies is they say, well, movies and TV depict it. But think about movies and TV. They have a story arc, right? And every single movie, whether it was Scarface, whether it was Nino Brown, whether it was, um, what's old buddy Denzel's name, an American gangster. The gangster thrived and then he failed miserably. He failed. And what you learn from the lesson is, it may give you a quick fix now, but at the end, it's always bad. Look at Chris Rockoff. You know what I mean? Like that crackhead he was. Like the, the movies will always teach you drugs are bad. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Exactly. But rap doesn't, a lot of rap songs don't have that story arc. They yeah. just end, I'm partying, I'm high, I'm on drugs. Exactly. And, and, the new school. And yeah. there, and there the are rappers sure. that are taking that approach of where, like, I know I got a big following. I can uh, create change and be positive in our community. For example, Kendrick Lamar. That was a great one. That Swimming man, pools. you uh, you uh, see drugs and alcohol, and, and through Good Kid, Mad City, of how that affected his life, mm-hmm. and now you see him being an uh, agent of change, not only socially but for Compton and all the above. Yeah, and okay. I and I mean, yeah, the new school guys, I don't see him doing that. But even some of these old guys, like Jay Z, for example, man, like. He talks about it, but he's not encouraging people to do it. And like I said earlier, they come from a different, they're talking from a different angle. Not as a user, not as an abuser, but as a, as the person selling, and they make that clear. Yeah, I, I they just know, they, I, I just don't agree with them saying, like, I won't change my ways because a movie or a TV show is, is showing the same thing. Mm-hmm. I don't, I'm not agreeing with that. Yeah, that's bad. I'm not doing that. That's well, bad. Either way, man. If it's bad, it's bad. Yeah, drugs exactly. are bad either way. Yeah. Either way. Drugs are bad either way, man. Yeah. Um, good topic, yeah. though. That's good. I like that. That was good. I like that. Appreciate it, man. All right. Can we take a break? Nope. Nope. Oh, okay. No Let's break. keep it going. Keep Let's it keep going. going. I, I think we're having a, a, a we're having some fun. That's a fun. Oh yeah. I was gonna say, man, we should have some drinks, not like alcoholic beverages, because yeah, I I put in away the alcoholic no beverages. No liquor. No Unless liquor. It's a beer. beer for some and hard cider for me, because what's hard that? cider. Keep it simple. Hey, hard bro. cider. Hey man. What are you a about, substitute man. teacher, bro? What's up? Hard cider, bro. Seven percent. That bull crap about it. You get that wicked, bro. That's going I love that. What, what, what's, what's that? The green like? apple. No, it's not red. Angry Orchard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Angry Orchard. Nobody want to hear that bull. Man, hopefully, oh, I could, huh? hopefully, I get a little something today. It's juice. Hey, it's some uh, good juice. It's juice to an alcoholic. It's good juice. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> That's sad. But it's true. <laughs> that, that 151 was disgusting, by oh, yeah. the way. Don't ever drink 151. Don't ever drink pure fire, gasoline. Yeah. Wow. Whatever, man. Hey man, who's got something to talk about? Man, like, I I I had something come across me this week. Ooh, and I am I I am really how can I put this? Tired of hearing the same story. So we all know uh, what's his man name again? Mister Isaiah Wright from oh, yes Isaiah Wright from and Last that... Chance You. Oh, let me let me, let me get let me get the story. Isaiah Wright is that the guy who uh? That's the running back. The one who muffed that uh yeah muffed the punt yeah muffed the and punt and then he and then he did it again and then caught it at the one yard line or something yeah That's yeah right. okay fair kind of the one all right so oh, if you man, haven't idiot. seen uh, Last Chance You it's a Netflix series um they have two seasons I'm talking about the second season 
and one of the stars of the show, <laughs> Mr. Isaiah Wright, which was a running back, um, very talented. Um, uh, he had a promising future. He should have been somewhere better, but I don't know if he was in it. Was he the guy who was injured most of the time? Yes. Or fake injured? Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Yes. Um, but very promising career uh, going into playing football into the NFL. Um, but, like, we all know, we know somebody from high school, from college, um, that had a promising career but somehow messed it up. So Isaiah Wright and his brother have been arrested and are being charged for the murder of a oh. young man. Oh, my murder. gosh. For a murder <laughs> of a young man. They said, um, where's the story? Murder? Um, they yeah, so the murder of Caleb Thomas Radford, who was stabbed to ah. death on July 25th in, in Tennessee. Bro. Mm, I'd rather um, be shot. So, then stab. Basically, like, so Isaiah Wright, who's also 20 years old, by the way. Goodness gracious. Um, Baby, yeah. Him and his brother are being. Uh, Which brother? I, his older brother. Pratt Patrick. The one in Indiana? Cameron Patrick, yeah. the one in Indiana. Yeah. Oh, no. Yes, the one in, one in Indiana. Oh, my gosh. Um, so, yeah, they're both being charged, and two other people as well being charged with this murder um, back in July. Goodness they're in gracious. jail. He was one, and Isaiah Wright was one of the top-ranked running backs out of, out of high school. So I'm just, I, I just don't understand. I just want y'all to just, just help me understand. Like, when, when athletes who, who we know that are very talented and somehow waste their life away through, drugs or through um, criminal activity like and Isaiah he had help mm. he had people he was talking to um I know he had a he had a he had a hard childhood I know I know he was in and out of, uh, of the orphanage and um, things like that him and his brother always been been together um but and I think he also had a baby on the way as well mm. if I'm not mistaken um that's so like, what man. happened? Mm. Like, why why do athletes or just men in period make these terrible decisions to really just throw their life away? Mm. I, I'm tired of seeing it. Yeah, that's that's that hurts, bro. That's so I don't mean to be deep. But I just wanted us to have a conversation. Like Isaiah, right, bro? Why? <sighs> you go first, bro. I'm taking man. I don't even. So your know. question is, why do men? Uh, Especially male athletes. Especially black male athletes. Make decisions that ruin their lives. Because it's a pattern for sure. It's a pattern. pattern. I'm telling you guys right now, I was thinking about this a couple days ago. One of my additional theories. (laughs) I know this is serious, but listen to this theory. Every man has a self-destruct button somewhere in his life. It's obviously not a physical button, but it's something in which... With the testosterone, with your emotions, there's something that you can do that you know can ruin your life. I think each and every one of us can think about a moment in our lives where we know if we would have made one decision, it could have changed it for 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 in my life. Period. Could you do Sam? Many times. Jordan. Correct. Yes. <laughs> so what happens is with our emotion, with our testosterone, we make these reckless emotional decisions as men, and every man has a vice, right? It's, whether it's women, drugs, vi- anger, violence, we have this vice. And when our emotions consume us, we can make these reckless decisions and without thinking about it, you know? And unfortunately, athletes are like these high testosterone, high energy guys, right? They're like they're 
without sports, there is no there's limited structure. You know what I mean? That's why whenever football season or basketball season is over, I don't know if that happened in your school, a lot of the athletes' grades either drop or they started getting in trouble, you know? And so I feel like with all that energy, with all that testosterone, it, it causes them to make a lot of bad decisions because they never learn how to control it outside of the field, you know? Like so many athletes, the only way they learn to control themselves is through either the hardwood or through the football field, but outside of it, like all that energy is still there, you know what I mean? It's not, it's not, it's not gone during the off season, and so with all that energy still there, then that's when they put themselves into making these irrational, emotional decisions. And so, for example, like Isaiah, I don't know what happened. I don't know what happened. I don't know if he killed anybody. I, I, I'm all let's say let's. Yeah, we just talking about the story. Let's talk about but we, the story. But also, it's, it's in general. Let's as well. speculate. Yeah. Let's speculate. You kill somebody. Think about like killing somebody is just a result of anger. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? And football players are ang- usually angry people. He was a very angry person, and football was his yeah. outlet. On the, during the offseason, my question is, what is his outlet? Yeah. What is his True. outlet? Or even when he doesn't have football, yeah. because uh, I don't know if he's playing football right now. He he had he was going like West Georgia or something like yeah. that. He, so still yeah. not Division One. Yeah. Yeah. Probably well, he was checked he out. He may have been checked yeah. out. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. So where where is his outlet? Yeah. You know what I mean? True. That's I, a really I get that. I get that. But I mean, sometimes I always just really question um, why people struggle with authority as well. Because if you if you watch um, the documentary, also if you just look back um, and uh, when your own high school or college career during practice, when the coach is getting on your ass, mess up or something like you always people you see people always either take it the wrong way or end up quitting. Or just lash out angrily. Um, why, why you? Because he doesn't cause, take authority cause, well. Because <laughs> I'm that guy. Oh, I that mean, guy. I'm just. I, I was I, that guy. I, I mean, I, I, I just. It's always to me like those type of players that really end up making that decisions. those decisions Hafiz is talking about. Yeah. So ah man, I let me just try to think about my and own I wasn't life perfect and then either, and so. the other guys because I'm that exact person. Mm-hmm. He knows. <laughs> I got I got authority issues. Everybody who knows me knows I do. I like to do whatever I want, whenever I want. It's not a good thing. It's not a good thing. Sometimes it's a good thing. But anyways, man, whenever my coach would tell me to do something and I didn't like it, nope. I'm walking out. I'm not doing it. Like, I'm disobedient. Like, whatever it was, bro. And but why? Uh, what it was was uh, man, a lot of things, bro. I've had, I've had so many conversations about this, so many sit-downs with coaches, but... Uh, one of them is just an attitude like it's the world against me. That's one of the things like, man, you're not looking out for me. Mm-hmm. You're not my friend. Why mm-hmm. should I listen to you? I can do better by myself. That's what it was, like an inside pride mm-hmm. and anger, like, bro, no. Yeah, you just didn't trust the world at, I, no, at all. I didn't yeah. trust anybody, and I feel like authority had always failed me. No one was on my side. Mm. So I'm just going to go out here and do what I want. And you and a kid with that type of rage or that type of independence, he's going to F his life up. Because yeah. mm-hmm. you don't know nothing. You need those people. Yeah. That's why sports is so good, because it teaches you yeah, to be obedient, to control yourself, to be yeah. disciplined, to listen to other people. Like, your coach knows more than you do. Mm-hmm. If you listen to your coach, you're going to go further. Yeah. Clearly, he's a coach. Yeah. He coaches you. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But if you don't, obviously bad things happen. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So that's what it was for me. And I remember one time, a coach... <laughs> He sat down with he, he sat he sat down with me. He just gave me a speech after I'd done something stupid. Or I said something disrespectful. And he was like, Man, Sam, you know what? You walk out of this practice or 
you quit this time, and you know what? You're going to be quitting the rest of your life. You're going to be screwing up the rest of your life. You do this, you're going to walk out on your job. Go walk out on your life, you're going to whatever it was. Coach English, shout out to him, man. Yeah. He was right about everything. <laughs> he was right about everything. Yeah. But he told me, I was, I was like, you're stupid. It's just a basketball practice. Yeah. Of course, I'm leaving because you're the idiot coaching me or whatever, but it all lines up. It all lines up, and it all comes back to bite you. Whenever it's that situation with this friend, I don't know what happened, but who knows, bro? It could have just been some real passive. And just like early, he made that bad decision, you against me, and he just made some stupid kid decision, bro, because he thought it was me against the world, blah, 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 blah. Let me plot. This guy doesn't like me. Like, it's just, I can't imagine. When you have a self-centered world, bro, like that, it's just, so much damage, so much negativity can happen. Yeah. I don't know. No, and I think one of the things, and I don't know your every situation is differently, but without having a dad, that's a big thing. Without having a dad, that's a really, really, really big thing. Because like what we pointed out, it's the structure and the discipline. Like you said, lack of authority. Where do you learn authority from? Think about Chris. Chris' dad taught him authority. He put that fear of God and fear of man in him. You know what I mean? And so for a lot of young men, they lack that, right? And then they're angry because to your point, their whole lives, what has authority done? They failed me. Dad failed me. Teacher failed me. Police failed me. So you, you learn to be so anti-authority. But it stems with beginning with dad. Like you said, Isaiah, they were in foster home. after five, Do you know what is foster home? It's like one of the worst places in America, especially yeah. as a kid, especially going from seven different homes in seven different years, I can only imagine how much distrust for authority they had. And so I see it, especially with these African Americans, without having that dad, because I don't know if you can remember, in my high school, usually the, the kids are behave the worst with the kids without dads. Well, boys and girls too as well, but I think it's that father wound that plays into this anger because a father teaches you discipline, self-control, and structure. And when you lose that, especially as a boy, like I said, you have too much energy. You have too much. You need something to, like a little leash to say no. But when you have no leash, you're like a wild, wild pit bull. Yeah, if you let a man run wild, man, God knows what'll happen. Bro. Unchecked man is a dangerous, dangerous thing. Like Trump. Mm. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I uh I don't know. I I definitely agree um with what y'all said. It's just it's just really I just hate seeing people that have promising futures just throw their life away over a a situation that was easily yeah. avoidable. Yeah, it's heartbreaking. Or or just sitting there and just listening. You yeah. know, like and like like Hafi said, it's so easy for me to listen. Like, all right, you want to do this? Cool. You know, if all right, boss, you want me to do this? Cool. You know, like because that's how my dad was. What I say goes, and you're going to follow me because I know what's best for you kind of thing. And uh, not having that, and and you have some random person that's, you know, telling you to keep running even though you're extremely tired. Like, where you where were you? You weren't with me shooting in the gym kind of like, yeah. you know, Drake thing. So I, I, I understand, but, I mean, yeah, I just think fathers got to step up because I am tired of us destroying ourselves. Yeah, bro. That's... <sighs> Truly, it's heartbreaking. And we don't even know the details, bro. Yeah. yeah. But either when way. When I read that, I was just like, yeah. I had to sit in my desk for like five minutes and yeah. like. Mm. Yeah, because that's something that's your mind, one, bro. bro. Four guys, well, five guys, and one ends up yeah, dead. Exactly. That's got to be the situation. I don't think it was four guys trying to kill the one guy. The bell is set at a million, bro. It had to be some stupid The bell stupid is set at happened. a million, bro. Yeah. And I'm sure like the, like the other two are the same around the same age. Yeah. So. Mm. Five guys, one ends up dead, man. I mean. Mm. 
God knows what happened. Man. No, no, it's so crazy. Literally, what Chris wanted to talk about was the exact thing I was going to talk about. The, uh, not that not right. Isaiah Wright thing, but the, the man. The, like, Chris's last sentence was, man, we need to step it up. Yeah. And that's so, so true. But let me tell you, so I was thinking about it, man. I was like, why, 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 why? Especially as black men, why, 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 why? What's going on? And I realized something. And this isn't going to mind, but it's still aligned with Chris's, so I'm not changing the subject too far. A common sentiment is by black women, and society will say it, right? Is black men ain't shit, right? We've heard that, correct? Yeah, yeah. And my question was, since when were black men not shit? It wasn't in the 1800s when they were building America. Obviously, if they were disobedient, rude, disrespectful, da-da-da-da-da, they couldn't, they wouldn't be obedient slaves. Obviously, we weren't shit then. Then it wasn't in the 1900s when we were fighting for civil rights. You know what I mean? With King, you know what I mean? With Garvey, you know what I mean? With Booker T. Washington, um, what's my guy's name? W.E. Du Bois. It wasn't then. When, when, when did this happen? When, when did this turn happen, right? The broken families. People say, oh, black men, it was in slavery. No. People don't understand, in the 1950s, you can look it up, black, mar black marriages were more intact than white marriages in regards to children. More children were, were living in black marriages than percentage-wise than white marriage. You can go ahead and look it up in the 1950s. And also, in, in now, black people as a whole are making less, averagely, than in the 90s. Mm. Like, and the 90s was like 42,000, now it's like 39. Exactly. And so... People are always saying black men ain't this. And I'm like, do you guys even know what happened to them? People don't understand that as a, as a man, there's, there's, there's two things that you really need. First thing you need to be able to do is provide for your family, right? Yeah. Provision. Like, and when a man can't provide, he leaves. You know what I mean? If a man can't be a man, he leaves. Provision is so important. And what happened in the... Because what happened in the, in the 50s and probably in the 40s and 50s, all the black people left the South, and where did they move? They moved to Detroit. They moved to L.A. They moved to New York. They moved to all these inner cities to work these factory jobs to be able to provide for the family and leave the Jim Crow South. But then what happened to these factory jobs in the 60s and 70s? They left. They moved. They, they literally vacated these whole entire neighborhoods. So a lot of these black men were economically displaced in the community. And then what did they throw into, into the communities? Drugs. Drugs. If you have no money, no education, how are you going to get drugs from Colombia? How are you going to get drugs from Vietnam? Obviously, it was imparted into the community by those in power, and that's huge conspiracy theories, but we know for the fact that... no conspiracy. Yeah, the, you, the FBI will literally <laughs> have no documentations saying that they did. I'm saying some people will think it's conspiracy. Yeah. I'm sorry. And so then you, had the, then you had the war on drugs in which literally white communities were doing drugs at higher rates than black communities. Even now they are. Even now they are, but they were literally going into these communities and doing what? Taking all these black men, putting them in prison. Once you're in prison, everybody knows your life is basically over. Off top. It's Off hard top. To get, it's hard and to then, find a job. And, and then you had a whole generation. MLK dead. Malcolm X dead. The Black Panthers most of them dead, exiled, banished. All, so all the, yeah, all the leaders All the are leaders gone. are gone. And then the kids, when what happened? The rise of the gang started shooting each other, started killing each other. Then you had this. I ain't got no dad, but I got y'all. Exactly. Then you started you seeing these massive deaths in black males. And then what ended up happening? You had a whole generation of black men raised without fathers. Yep. A whole generation of them raised without fathers, yep. raised in this drug community. Yep. 
And now the byproduct of that is what we see today. It was, like I said, it wasn't in the 60s. It wasn't, it wasn't in the 50s. It wasn't like that then. Mm -hmm. The things in society has caused black men to fail. We're not losers. We don't suck. It's not because we're not shit. Society has set it up and put obstacles and hurdles in our path and caused us to fail. But everybody wants to point the finger and say, oh, look at these black thugs. Were we... Were we thugs in the 1920s when you freaking threw us into our communities and we couldn't even go out and we were literally lynched for looking at white women? Were we thugs then? Because definitely we weren't thugs then because we were afraid. Yeah. So all these, all these stereotypes, all these things that we put on black men, if you look up the history of the African-American struggle, these things were not real. These things were not our, part of our legacy. And it's recent. And so one of the things I really feel like the push has to go back to is black men, only a black man, as great as mom is, and I don't want to disrespect mom, as great as mom is, only a black man can raise a black man. Only a black man can raise a black man. Only a man can turn, turn a boy into a man. We all know Af we're from Africa, African, African traditions, Passive, the path to manhood was always initiated by the men of the community leaving mom and the men of the community leading you to manhood. But we've lost that. We've, now we have a whole generation of what Chris is describing. Angry boys with no direction, no discipline, no male authority figures in their life, just running wild. Just literally running wild. And the cycle is over and over and over again. And I realized that. And I'm just like, all you women are complaining about all these black men who aren't, who aren't shit. Who raised them? It wasn't his dad. I hate that more than anything. Oh, you do. Black men ain't shit. Black men ain't this, they ain't that, bro. I hate hearing it to death, man. And I think uh, I just been, my eyes have been open to a whole lot. And one of them is just that this whole America, this whole world is not a place for a black man to thrive in general. It's not. There's really, okay, we already know the narrative of who, of who, of who we're, uh, we're uh, portrayed as. You know what I'm saying? Like we, we all know what the image of us is in the media, it's a regular person walking down the street, blah, 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 blah. But there is literally nothing promoting, lifting us up. There's nothing like that out there. There's so many other images for so many different types of minorities out there, but I swear on everything. I have yet to see anything truly go out there and praise a black man to give him any type of positive identity, to push him forward, to lift him up, to tell him he's not shit, to not call him a dog, to not call him this and this. Like, where else do you go if that's all someone tells you, bro? Like, I don't see anything. I remember, bro, like, I, I was thinking the other day whenever you told me about, like, some little thing for girl engineers to promote him, I was like, man... When have I ever, I'm thinking about my nephews, man. I got, I got, what, three black nephews. Three black nephews. And I'm like, bro, my nephew is never going to have anybody make a program to see him succeed. Mm -mm. Oh, young black male empowerment engineers program. There ain't nothing like that, nope. bro. Like, you don't see those kind of images on TV or on the laptop, anything like that, bro. Like, I'm just, it's just heartbreak. There's no positivity out there for it. All you see really is negativity, man. Hmm. It's really, it's really something that I've been noticing recently, and man, it's really is heartbreaking. Cause where do you go? Where do you go if no one tells you you're good? 
if no one's encouraging you, man? Where do you go? What do you do? And the cycle just keeps on getting worse and worse and worse. Keeps on getting worse. It's, why is it like that? Why is it like that? It's like everybody's cool with it now, bro. Because you, how many times you heard black men ain't shit? Yeah, from Utah. We're talking about from black women, right? People can say it any time. Every, I mean, from black women say it. And then society it's just, says it. They it's don't got to say it directly. Yeah. It's directly. Just, it's just, I, I just hear it from mostly from black women as well. Yeah, it's that pisses me off. Yeah. Help lift us up. You keep on. Imagine if we said that. Imagine if we said it about women. They're like, well, why don't you guys empower us? You guys keep on speaking negativity into our lives. Think about it. If your whole life you hear you ain't shit, what are you going to be, Chris? You ain't going to be ain't shit. Thank you. Be a damn nothing. I mean, I, 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 I hear y'all. I hear y'all. Because I, I, I'm just trying to look at it from the, the woman's stand, point of view. Um, they basically they basically say black men ain't shit. Comes to also it comes to parenting. So, but like the way you all are talking about is mainly parenting. Like, black men ain't shit. But on the opposite end, man never had a father, never had a leader, never had authority. How you expect him to just magically do that? Yeah, I understand that. And then you keep calling him no ain't job. shit. You know he keep calling you ain't shit. Now he's not gonna want to talk to you, or son, and he can have. Three other baby mamas are saying the same. Yeah. That could continue. But our, I think on the flip side, black men do mess up themselves, you know, by all this other stuff, yada, 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 but make women say black men ain't shit. But I, that's not an excuse yeah. to tell them, to tell black men they're not shit. But to my point on that, I'm not bad. Were you going to say something? Well, now go ahead. I'll see if My, it's my the point same thing. on that was, like I said, if you look at the historic numbers, you look at the historic statistics in regards to whether you're talking about slavery, Reconstruction, First Great Migration, um, Jim Crow, civil rights. Black men were always in their families. It was always part always presence. in their families. But also, yeah, because I mean, shoot, yeah, because after slavery, I mean, that's all they had was their family. Yeah. Like they, like you say, it wasn't magically like um, they never had that from the beginning. Yeah. You know, black men obviously was about their families because they didn't want their family to split up yeah. and slavery and all that stuff. Yeah. And when they got free, now I get to take care of my family. I get the life I want to have. Yeah. You know, I have motivation. Yeah. You know. Oh, in regards to some of the stuff you're saying, like they talk about relationships, parenting. Even then, I feel like it's not fair because, to be honest. I feel like the exact same things happen in other types of relationships. Ours is the only ones where we get condemned, demonized, and really just destroyed because of it. I remember I was online looking up something like, do black people really not have fathers one day? And I went and I looked it up, bro, and the, and the results really surprised you. Because the truth is, majority of the time, black men and black women, they're not married the same way white couples yeah. and Mexican couples are. Yeah. But the truth is, like, in families that where the parents are not together, the black man is more present than any other race. He is. For his children he than is. anybody else he is. is. He like, is. that narrative of a black man not being shit as a father, like, yeah, that's... Yeah, it's a terrible it's narrative. Not true, it's man. not true, It's not true Even black kids not having fathers, like, it's not true. That's, that's not type, true at all. It's not true in that type of sense, bro. Yeah. Like, and even, it, and Wait, even so if it I'm is gonna, so... Let me just make it clear for everybody. So you're saying, as in a, a black man getting a black woman pre pregnant, and same thing as white, Hispanic, and whatever... Mm -hmm. Black men are more present. The black yeah. man will be more present in yeah. that relationship yeah. than the Mexican guy will or the white, white guy, guy will. will. Wow. Yeah. Look, look, look it up. People it's look it up. It's yeah, true. people look it up. It, 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 it really is up. true. And, I, man, I know plenty of black men in that type of situation, and they work 
hard to try and be around their sons. There's other details. Because so, they don't want to be so, that stereotype. So, so sometimes well, they can't. They but yeah, man, the story is already written for you, yeah. man. Like, it's not, it's not fair. And I mess up. I'm not shit. Yeah. The white guy messes up. The Hispanic guy messes up. Yeah. And there's there's so much more permissive than them. Their women aren't talking about them in the same type of way. Yeah. I feel like their relationships fail just as much as ours. Sometimes, oh, yeah. sometimes probably, more. Yeah. probably just as loveless, just as effed up, just as much infidelity, all that kind of stuff. But ours are the ones where people get destroyed, bro. Yeah, Why but we got I also think that comes it comes back to just the mindset and our culture and talk down upon black people. Cause yeah. we talk so, down on ourselves all the time. Yeah. But like you said, that came from Society. Yeah, it came from. You spoke so much negativity. You began to adopt that negativity. You be, it began to become who you were. Exactly. You know what I mean? And like I said, that's exactly. what I'm saying. Look at people got to look at these numbers. Literally look at the numbers. Because to Sam's point, and I want to talk about something. This is this is what I really want to talk about. My thing was, I believe the court systems are truly the most sexist systems in the world. The court system in regards to um, custody is the most sexist system in the world. Biased towards women, disgustingly biased towards women. And it's I, per state, though. It's per uh, state. Some states are worse than others. Some states are worse yeah. than others, but it's all terribly biased towards women. And look at the look up the documentary, the red pill will literally change your life. The red, the red pill, the, the red, red pill. pill. I'm telling the you, red pill, watch bro. the freaking red pill. It will change your life. But my point is this: when a black man wants his son, let's say he wants to raise his son, how many times will he get it, even the opportunity to raise his son? Probably. I don't know the data, Zero. man, but yeah. You know what I mean? Think about it. Oh, actually, I know situation in my old life. It was yeah. what I'm close to. Yeah. <laughs> it was 0 for 1. Yeah. <laughs> Zero percent. Exactly. And look, and that's what yeah. I'm saying. Look at, he, he doesn't even get an opportunity. He's, look, first of all, the black man, I don't care what any woman say, well, the black woman's at the bottom of the totem pole. No, she's not. The black man is at the very bottom because he is the threat. The woman may be looked as lesser than. And the woman steps on him. Yes. Yeah. The woman. Yeah, she does. Because he, she's not a threat. Society is like, oh, she's just this black woman. She's going to clean up our house. You don't even get to go in the house because we're afraid of you. You are a threat. You are the enemy. The black man is at the very, very bottom of society. You think they're going to give a single black, a, a white court system is going to give a single black man his child? No. And that's what I'm saying. Even, even in the way we're getting to raise our children, that is not fair. I literally had a friend, I told Francis this story last week, whose, whose wife, and I, I, I want to make my husband and wife, whose wife took his child from him and left. And then the court decided after she divorced him, a year after taking his child, that he gets one weekend a, a month supervised. Wow. By her. And I'm not making, and I don't want women to be like, oh, look at their fees again, blaming women, pointing the finger. I'm, not, I'm saying when a black man wants to raise his child, give him his child, because we know what's going to happen. We know women, like, gosh, women, I know they get mad at me for doing this, but I got to do this. Women can't be selfish. The baby is not your baby. It is our future. The black son is not your baby. He is the future of our race. He is the future of our community. Instead of thinking about, oh, I want my baby to myself. No, what is best for your baby? It was best for your baby is for him to stay with his father and you get the weekend. Let's flip the script. I'm not saying you can't be with him. Let him stay with his dad. Let him get this, the discipline, the structure, all the things from his father, the ones that want, the fathers that want to be there, obviously. Yeah. Let him be there and then you get the weekends. But let, because that's going to help him succeed. But no, the court systems are not allowing it and the women are not allowing it. So how many women, how many times have you heard of a woman? Hold her, hold the child over the man, and say, "Well, unless you, if you don't do this, I'm not going to give you." 
I hear that so much. I got friends in the situation, bro. A ton, man. A ton. Holding the Dude. child over the man say, if you don't do this, I ain't let you see your son. You're only hurting your freaking son, you selfish woman. And You're it's universal, bro. Yes. It's universal. It doesn't change. Yes. Every, they all do it. They all And do that's it. what I'm saying. Like we have to, we as a people, we have to pause. And Chris said, see what's going on and ask what can we do to change it? Let these black men into their lives. Let's empower them. A lot of people were like, why don't these why don't they marry these women? We all know if you're a man and you ain't got no job and you ain't got no stability, why would you marry a woman? Why would you bring her into that life? You know it's going to be worse. At least, and, and most people don't understand that. A lot of times it's the government won't, if you can't get a job, at least if you're not there, the government will give her welfare. So sometimes it's not even just me being selfish. Sometimes yeah. it's just like, okay, well, you know what? If I'm not around, at least you can be a single parent. The government will give you welfare. We can take care of the kid. You know what I mean? Things like that in the household while he's not. There's so many issues, but we just blame it on black men ain't shit because you know what? Black people promote white supremacy just as much, if not more, than white people. Ooh, do. say that again, bro. Yeah. Run that back. Say that again. Black that people again. promote white supremacy as much, if not more, than white people do. Because we literally disvalue ourselves, uplift the white man more than they do. And that's what makes me mad. We have to build each other up. That's why, I, and shout out to Remy, I, really, I was really sorry. It was just a joke what I said to her about, um, like, oh, you're not, you're not cool enough to hang out with us. I really did not, I felt bad. I, it was just a joke, it was an insensitive joke. I really felt bad because I said, I, I don't want to be part of the problem who's keeping putting down these black women, making yeah. them feel like they're lesser than. And I was like, dang, that really hurt me that, you know, that came out of my mouth. But I guess I make a lot of mistakes. Not excuse, but I make a lot of mistakes. And so I feel like I, we have to lift each other up. And lift up these men. Sure, bro. Yeah, I, I'm tired of seeing Isaiah Rice on the Yeah, man. I really am. I know yeah. too many people like that. Yeah. It's there personally, too, personally. bro. I remember a guy in high school, man. Had it all going for him. Murder charge. Done. Murder charge, bro. 18. Done. Murder charge, bro. Did I, did I ever tell you guys about the kid that I mentored who was on the front cover of, of, of USA Today? Nope. <laughs> I'll make this short. Broke my heart when I heard the news. So when I was in college, I used to mentor a different group of black men. I was really big on black male empowerment. I did it for the past. That's why I went, when I was teaching in Dallas, I did the same thing. I mentored this kid for about six months. I loved this kid. I poured everything that God gave me into this kid. I get an email saying, hey, bro, did you hear about so-and-so-so? No, what happened? I go on the front cover of USA Today. He's on the front page of World Star. God bless his soul. Local blank fort, um, um, his name, raped girl on beach. I'm not sure if you guys remember that story. But he raped, supposedly him and his friend raped this girl on the beach. And it was just like, everybody was bashing him. Like, he's this disgusting piece. And it just broke my heart. Because I was like, I knew. Like, I literally was praying with this dude, sharing with this dude, but I was only there for a little while. But the, not saying I'm special, but I'm saying when I left, a lot of those kids went downhill. And then seeing him on the front page, going to prison, like a 30-year prison, whatever year prison sentence, for rape, that broke my heart, man. I don't know the, I don't know the details about what, where it's going on now, but when I, that broke my heart. I wasn't even guessing it, bro. Like, if you would have stayed, just having that presence, giving that guidance, yeah. being there for him, 
gracious. Give him that advice. Even if he didn't listen, bro. Like he hears. Even if he wasn't listening, he hears, bro. That would have changed everything. Yeah. Everything, man. And now his life literally is over. It's just yeah, over. Listen, man. Black men are good fathers. Yeah. They're good That's husbands. Good them, man. The good husbands, they're good at a lot of things, man. People got to start giving them credit and lift them up and holding them to that standard. Instead of and we're not disregarding failure. black women either. We're not saying disregarding black. We're saying black women are amazing. Yeah. But to Sam's point, we have to uplift these black men. Yeah. I literally pulled up the number. They said 17% of black men have bachelor's degrees, 22% of black women, 67% of black men are in the labor force, 71% of women. Think about it. Women said to the men, where's the good guys at? They, They're there. You know they what I mean? Exist, yeah. they, they exist, but guess what? Society's not putting resources to help balance it out. That's why there's so many single women saying, where the good guys at? We're not putting resources to help educate these dudes, to help them graduate high school, help, help them graduate college, to get these jobs. So, so unfortunately, that's where it's disproportionate at. And unless we're, unless women and us are willing to put the resources into these men, things are not going to change. They're only going to get worse. Jonathan, let me let me just switch up the same conversation, but switch up a different topic. Because I know, like I said, when when women say black men ain't shit, some it's mostly about renown. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and I just been thinking, cause you know I'm <laughs> real version niggas ain't shit. Yeah, That's what it shit. is. That's a real one. <laughs> uh, cause I just been thinking like. Um, because I, I, I see a lot of single women all the time. Mm-hmm. Just from where I meet, where I be at, Urban League, yada, yada, yada. I see it all the time. And the like, main reason why women are like single, they always say, like, because the black men are not ready to grow. But I'm, I'm listening and still learning and talking to multiple people. Black men got a lot of responsibility. Yeah. You know, it's a, it's, it's, so it's so much that we have to do as men. And I feel like sometimes we are immature, we want to have fun, but like when you're seriously trying to build yourself, like black women to me sometimes aren't patient. Enough. Yeah. Mm. You know, they they are more like- You're talking um, about that. I talked about that? I'll say he was talking about that, about not wanting to build the guy up, wanting him already made and stuff like that. Uh, yeah, because yeah, I, yeah, mean, yeah. I, think, I think, you know, just for, just speaking, trying to speak for black women. I think they would want, you know, the product whole rather than definitely, just, you know, halfway baked. You know, like if I feel like I'm not ready to be in a relationship, or I feel like I don't trust myself, yada yada yada, why would I do that just so I can make one black woman happy who so are feel wanted. Mm. And I think that's I think if we have to change that, like black women have to change that um that mindset like, oh I'm twenty whatever and I can't find a man because all these niggas are either still trying to get their life, like the Lawrences of the world on the on Insecure. Yeah. Black women, they bash Lawrence. They bash him. Like my man worked at what Best Buy and couldn't find a job for however many years. And Issa bashed them and talked down on them all the time. But him trying to figure out his life, you know, and it's like, you don't know what it's like to be a man. Like this sure, nigga bro. know what he know he he work at Best Buy. Yeah. He know that he's not where he's supposed to be. And then it's shit, bro. If you flip it, if you flip it and you kind of encourage him, push them a little bit, man, things would be different, man. Cause I've seen situations like that. Like, like, like I said, me, me and Afiz have been there before. Sometimes you can't always find the finished product. Yeah. That's just what it is. That's yeah. just what it is. But that's why you love prison for who they are. 
That's why you love person for who they are. And hopefully, when y'all together, y'all could build each other up, bro. Mm. Like this situation is where, man, amazing couples where the husband or the wife maybe they had to take a little bit of ownership for providing for the family, but they built up their spouse. Mm-hmm. You know what yeah. I'm saying? To the point where they could get to that point and. Providing the same type of way, and that doesn't happen no more. Instead, it's bashing. Mm. Instead, yeah, it's bashing. It's, it's mm. not. It's not no lifting mm. up anymore, bro. And it's mm, just. Mm, mm, it's mm. such a shame. Yeah. It's such a shame mm, because, mm. listen, bro. For a black man to even be able to step up to a black woman, you gotta have your stuff together, bro. Don't yeah. my stuff together. I mean, and, but black women always switch it around, like, oh, it's not. That's not the case. You gotta, you know. Here, here's my yada, thing. Yada, here's yada. my thing, Chris. Here's my thing. And we got. And I know a lot of these girls are gonna hear this episode and they gonna want to come on the show. We invite them to come on the show, have these conversations. Please. With us. My here's my thing. When women multiple chairs, right? Yes. When women <laughs> complain about men, space now. I, as a man, I have no right to say how you feel as a woman. You know what I mean? Yeah. I can't say no. That's not how you feel. You're the woman. You understand. If we as men are saying this is how it is, how are you going to disregard that? We're the one approaching you. You know what I mean? If, if, that, if we're saying we're, we, it's difficult, we, gotta get, we have to get all our stuff together to talk to you, all this stuff, in the, this, that, and the third, and you're saying, well, it's not like that. So I'm making this up? Who's the one talking to girls all the time? Are you talking to girls or am I talking to girls all the time? Who's, it's us. We're the ones experiencing these things. Don't disregard our experiences because of how you think it is. Respect, in the same way, I can't disregard your experiences for how I think it is. That makes, and that makes me upset because it's just, on that point, I was thinking about that as well. Because us as men, we don't demand, like, financial wholeness stability. and stability, stability for women. We don't demand it. Like, if a, if a girl is, like, honestly, I saw this fine girl when they were working at Wingstop. I was like, hey, girl. <laughs> you, I can take I you can from take this. You from girl. I can take you out of week. I'll change your whole life, girl. I know you never left this city, but girl, I can take you on a little trip. And and for me, I have no problem. I have no problem. I'm like, yo, what are you trying to do? You trying to be okay? I'll help you out. I'll help you start from the bottom. I don't care. You know what I mean? But as a woman, you you working at Wingstop? Come on, Hell man. No. Come like on. Lawrence got torched. Yes. For working that best. Yes. And, he, and he ain't no loser, bro. He ain't no loser. Yeah. He got fired. He, he got fired from Best Buy too. Oh. Oh uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He got set on fire. And that's what I'm saying. So if you and like I said, women, you got to understand. It. And I'm gonna I'm gonna take this a little bit step deeper. And I don't want to spend too much time on this. This another idea. Um, the world has changed. Before, in regards to jobs and job stability, it was manufacturing. It's working with your hands. Factories, coal mines, steel mills, all that stuff. Now, then it changed in the 80s and 90s to service industry, right? Like, like McDonald's, Macy's, JCPenney's, all about service. Here's my question. If you are a white company hiring people to work at JCPenney, McDonald's, Macy's, who are you going to hire? A black man or a black woman? Who are you going to hire? The easy one. Who are you going to hire? The, the woman. The nice think, think about it. Because the, the black man is what? He's intimidating. You don't want to hire the black man. So a lot of these jobs, they, we, these men ha- don't have these jobs. They don't have these jobs just, just yet. They're trying. It's, yeah. not, it's, it's hard. So be patient with that. But they're not willing to be patient yeah. and help him grow. That patience is big, bro. Like, first, I've seen the person for what they are, but also seen their potential, man. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Not to the point where it's like, I'm hounding you. Why aren't you doing this? Why aren't you doing this, bro? But like loving them, 
to their potential. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. Like that don't really happen. It's, it's, it changes a lot as well, just with like society because, um, and back in the day it was normally like the, like the economic norm was working in factories. Mm-hmm. You know, working the nine to five. That's it. You know, now nowadays you have to. <laughs> Get a degree mm-hmm. in order to provide Make for money your for real. Yeah. yeah, that nine to five ain't ain't gonna keep exactly. you stable. Ain't gonna yeah. ain't, ain't helping you nothing. Yeah. So you have to. And they're gonna get you chose. Ain't gonna, definitely not gonna, <laughs> get, you gonna chose, get you chose. You, know, you, you working that daggum jippy glue ain't gonna. That's a sound better than KPMG. I tell you that right now. <laughs> That's all the real men working at Jippy Lube though. <laughs> Jiffy Lube and KPMG. Jiffy Lube. But yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, I mean, it's just it's so much harder nowadays um, because you kind of have to have a degree yeah. in order, or you start your own business. Yeah, but starting your own business takes time as well. Takes time. And then what I said previously, there, um, there's 17 percent of uh, black men with bachelor's degrees. That's 3.5 million. 22 percent of black women with bachelor's degree. That's five million. There's 1.5 million more women with degrees than men. So my question is, women, are you willing to settle? Because it's just, like I said, society has built it where men are not succeeding in school, and there's a whole other conversation about that. Mm-hmm. But they're not willing to settle for that. They're not willing to settle for the guy who say, you know what, I graduated high school, I just got this job I'm working on, I'm building up my money, I might start a business in the future, this, that, and the third. They're not willing to settle. And, and this is... this is, Settling is not always a bad thing, yeah. by the way. And I wouldn't even call it settling, bro, because right. it's just like the person's not less than you. He's not. You're not taking a step down. But two things. Number one, you can't talk about women's rights, women's empowerment, and then be upset whenever you find a man or a spouse who makes less than you. That don't make no sense yeah, to me. Yeah, that's stupid. That don't make stupid. any type of sense to me. That's stupid. You talk about wage gaps, whatever, and then you say, wage like, oh, you were less than me. I'm not interested in you. That's stupid. And then also, man, I don't think any man, majority of men, wouldn't be disappointed if they found a woman that was great with just a high school diploma. Oh, no, of course not. No, I don't not. think so at all. No, it's, I, it's of course not. Yeah. Like, but that's, that's different because we're yeah, supposed to not, be providers. No, no, no. But what I'm saying is regardless. We're not going to look down if yeah, you have a high school. But regardless, yeah. you're not looking down. Especially if she's hardworking. Like Sam always pointed yeah. out, if you're a hardworking person. Yeah, man. You Ambition, all stuff can be given to you. And so, sometimes people don't need, diploma, uh, need, need college degrees. That's not for everybody. And it doesn't help everybody get to the point where they're trying to. It just might not be the passion. So it's just like, don't. They don't need no daggone degree to be able to go out there and work and provide and all that kind of stuff, man. It's not stepping down. It really isn't. It's not stepping down at all. So, I'm Chris, I'm, I'm curious, like, so the women that you talk to who are saying there's, like, not a lot of good black men out there, are they, are they willing to settle for- not settled to be approached and to start a relationship with guys who are in a lesser status as them? Please, the fact. <laughs> <laughs> about to get my head chopped off. Listen, <laughs> listen. In theory. <laughs> in practice, I don't know. Yeah. In theory, I mean, though. That was good. I don't know, man. It's, 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 so, it's so tough because I get pulled on both sides. I see both angles. Both sides are at fault. And as women, I mean, they... They strive for safety. Yeah. They want somebody um, to take care of them. Yeah. They, they got their shit together, quote yeah. unquote. Yeah. They have your shit together, yeah. quote unquote. So, I mean, it's, it's really, I, don't, I wouldn't say it's fair for us, but it's really hard for them to. 
I can rather outdate this. Serve. Some little something about men is men don't want that either. <laughs> you don't want to be right. You don't want to be just like you don't want to be sitting behind your woman, letting her take care of you for the rest of your life. That's just yeah, not yeah, how yeah, we're yeah. made. That's real. If you're really with the preach, man and preach. he's in this position and he sees his woman over here bossing up, handling her business. Like, he's not going to want to stay there, man. He's going to have ambition. He's going to want to switch it up. He's going to want to take care of you. That's just how it is. No man, for the most part, That's if you're true. a man yes, truly right. inside, you're he's right. not going to want that. You're That's right. just not how it is. Like, mm. Yeah, no. And, and like I said, I would really, I would really, oh, Alabama's about, who's Alabama playing? Please. Oh, never mind. They're about to watch. Wait, what's, what's, what's score? Uh, I'm yeah, right. Oh, shout out to Jalen Hurts. Shout out to Mr. Hurts. Shout out to his brother, Avrion. Shout out to Avrion. Avrion. Shout out to Coach Hurts, who have cussed me out as hey, many a times as my dad did. Hurts. But now I would really challenge women. I would challenge every. I would challenge every black person to go. I've been saying to watch the documentary for a long time. If you go Google, not go to. I'm not Google. Go to YouTube.com/slash/PBS. Sorry. Go to YouTube.com and search. PBS, Many Rivers to Cross. It is a five-part documentary on the history of African Americans. I've been talking about it for so long, and I'm telling you, once you watch that documentary and you see what they did, especially in part five, when they talk about the black male struggle and the attack on the black man in the 70s, 80s, and 90s, women, you will understand. You will have empathy. It's unfortunate. It, it, it's sad for me. Like I said, like my, my beautiful Briaya, I want her to have a strong black male husband in the future that will be able to support and take and not take care of her and to be able to be a good partner for her. And I'm seeing society is not creating these men. So we as a community have to come together and empower these young black men and see that society has attacked Society has diminished, and society has put all these obstacles and barriers, or we need to lift those barriers. We need to lift them up. Calling them names, perpetuating white supremacy by saying they ain't shit and all types of stuff. Oh, did you point something? It's not going to be beneficial. And I think I challenge everybody, watch the documentaries, well, learn about uh, our history. Let's, um, let's, let's put up a clip of something okay. on the roommates so, so, yeah. so we can share. I'm going to put up like a, that. Thank you, George. I'm going to so, watch that. Uh, so we can You've do been that. saying it long enough, bro. Ain't but it, I'm. I'm kind of motivated now after today's talk. Yeah. I'm, did you did you guys have you guys seen a documentary on the Bloods and the Crips? I've seen one before. They, uh, uh, <laughs> do you, people don't do you know do you know um, Compton was a all Compton High School was all white in 1950. It was that's all white. Yeah, it is how it I mean, is. That's usually how it happens. And then literally yeah. it just changed. You get one black guy in the neighborhood, then two, oh, then they all leave. Yeah. Let's get out of here. White flight, and know what happened? There was, white flight. That's, that's, what that's what it's really called. Yeah. Oh, it's yeah. really called. And then they had seven it's factories. All the black people in Compton and in that area, there was like seven different factories. There was Tyson. There was all these different factories. They all worked there. Every black man could get a job, provide for his family, be good. Within a span of five years, all seven factories closed down. I think about 50,000 people unemployed. 50,000 people. Look it up. All right, I, got a, I got a question. Okay. Um, very random. It's not, it has nothing to do with this topic. Hey. switch it up. Uh, cool. Are we, are we watching this uh, Triple G and Canelo? I want to watch it. <laughs> I want to watch it. That's tonight. Yes, tonight. Yeah, I want to watch. Oh, Wait, are we watching that fight? Don't you have to go somewhere tonight? I mean, I, I gotta go to Prospect. Are they Got a cousin Wait, 
Tonight, are they showing you that prospect? I would call and ask. Bro, I think they are. You know it's not going to be no space of prospect, bro. If we go there early enough, we can get there. Bro, what time is it now? What time is it now? Fix 30. That fight's going to be at like 11. I know, but if we get a spot, get in for free, got on the set, we can chill, bro, hang out. You want to watch the fight? I want to watch the fight. I want to watch the fight. Everyone's been telling that's, me. That's the biggest fight of the year. That's, yes. that's bigger than Mayweather. Yes, it is. It's MMA? No, it's boxing. Yes. Bro, it's Canelo Alvarez versus Triple it's G. It's boxing. Yes. It's, yeah, it's the best. Everyone told me it's going to be the These fight are, of the year. This is like the Mayweather and Pacquiao in their prime. The they told me it's supposed to be like the Rumble in the Jungle. Like, that's what they told me. That's what, they t that's what people are telling me. Supposed to be like, somebody those. should get knocked out. Somebody should die. Someone told me if they fight the way they're supposed to fight, like Chris said, somebody should die. Oh, okay. I no, like, like, this is real talk. This is real talk. Like, real talk. Yeah. Um, we we got to figure out what watching that fight. I'm so, sorry. Okay, I can't. I want to watch it. I was going to go to Southwest. 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 Prospect is close to Southwest. Southwest. Yeah. yeah. So, I yeah, want to watch it. I we got to watch it. Yeah. E, you coming? You coming to watch the fight? Are you flying drones? <laughs> <laughs> flying drones, jerk. Man. <laughs> what a jerk. Listen, bro. Zakai, Andre, Tobias, Liam, Lamek. Love you, man. Bro. People need to encourage y'all. You're going to be great. Black men, gonna be you guys leaders. are smart. Y'all are kings. I remember this dude always at the hospital I work at, bro. Mm. Every time he comes up to me, he said, what's up, king? Mm. You know how it makes me feel, bro? It makes you feel good, It makes me feel like a king. That's what it makes me feel like. Mm. It makes me feel like achieving, yeah. being the best I can be. All y'all kings. Yes. Gotta encourage each other more. Oh, man, hold yourself to a high standard, Chris, man. Other people need to hold us to a high standard, too. You're an awesome guy. We're doing guy. this right now? We're doing we're this right doing now. We're right doing this right now. Chris, we're about you're to awesome. Though, you are awesome. You are successful. You're king. You are a handsome young no, man. You know what we know, bro? Like, real talk, real talk. The, bro, I ain't gonna lie to you. Somebody had told me something that made me feel so good. It was from another black man. What'd he say? HB, bro. Uh, shout out to <laughs> that guy. What HB said? Shout out to that guy, HB. HB was like, hey, hey, Bigo, man, you, uh... You still talking about moving out? I said, hell yeah, I'm leaving these niggas. Quick, January, I'm gone. He was like, uh, so would you try to get an apartment or something? I keep looking. I said, man, I'm looking for like townhouse, condo, so I can, you know, I want to own it. Maybe have a two-bedroom, maybe rent out the other spot so I can own it and then rent it out later. He was like, he was said, huh, how old are you? 23. He said, you a bad boy. As <laughs> <laughs> he faded me up, I'm getting faded. I'm like, <laughs> I am a goddamn <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to HB, man. Shout it felt out to amazing, HB. bro. It felt hey. amazing. That was like my highlight of the week, bro. That was bro. great, man. I love it. Y'all my boys, I love man. it, Y'all continue to educate me and make me want to be better. You know? Likewise, even though we, uh, Even though we're dispersing. But y'all, y'all had it. It was a great, impact, impactful year. And the podcast was good. I always learn something every time we do the podcast. I love you guys, I man. Always challenge cool. me. Good ways and bad ways. Nah, it ain't over. It's not bro. over. Beatles just moving out. That's yeah. it. Yeah. And I'm, we're all going our separate ways. Yeah, we much. gotta we, we Dragon Ball. Gotta we're gonna risk. we're gonna live in different places, man. But ooh, this ooh. this still gonna happen. We're gonna live yeah. different. It's still gonna happen. It's still gonna happen. Yeah, yeah. It's still gonna happen. Yeah. Still gonna happen. I'm Whose house are we gonna congregate at? Might be mine. Cause might be. I'll probably. Uh, you can get a townhouse for real. Yeah, that'd be sick. I was thinking about it, but I don't want to. That means you gotta rent it out first, bro. You gotta find someone to get that other room, bro. Yeah, I know. Your Holly Hall area, how about that? I know you would. That's why I said it. It might be in that area, yeah. You, how much is the rent? Oh, you have what? <laughs> <laughs> what you mean? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you might be in line. <laughs> Holly Hall, Holly Hall. Where's that at? A lot of people, a lot of people heard that I was moving out. A lot of people. Asked. Dang, boy, word spreads fast. <laughs> Sorry. Dang. I'll let you know. 
<laughs> Dang. You know, I I'm, you just, I'm just not trying to expectation reality. I'm not saying, yeah, you got it. Chris, that's your book. You better copyright that ASAP, bro. I'm well, telling I stole you. it from Tim Miles, yeah. so I can't really copy it. Yeah. Hey. True. So, and Tim says it well. Yeah. He, he, he educated me, but I know he stole well, it from somebody else. Are you gonna, you gonna watch the fight with us? You gonna watch the fight? You gonna? Uh... I'm hungry, man. Okay, I'm satisfied. Some... Yeah, we'll figure out. Yeah, we'll, yeah, we'll leave it out. All right, all right, cut it, cut it. All right, no, no, we gonna I... cut it like that, but we'll, let's cut it. Let's cut it. Okay, go ahead. As I said at the beginning of the show, it's your boy Hafiz. Hey, it's your boy Son. Oh, I got, somebody is so happy that you stopped calling yourself Saint Poppy. By the oh. way. So glad, I'm glad that uh, that <laughs> that went away. Chris, the star of the show. And we are the roommates. We appreciate you guys. As usual, Trap, go you, ahead hit and it. hit us up. iTunes, SoundCloud, check us out. Follow Instagram, Twitter, share, share, Facebook, share, share. Roommates, HTX. Hey, bro, share this episode. Share. That's an I don't know, but hour. it felt amazing. It felt I awesome. I think we were two hours, bro. That was an hour and 30 minutes. <laughs> bro, you want to go two hours so badly. It's going to be so long when we do two hours. Two hours is But long. it feels good to just go. That, and was, just a great, that was a great conversation. No, you want to know something, bro? Yeah. It's because we... We had some. Yeah, bro. And we can't to go. Bro. We got to do this again. I know. We got to do this again, yeah. bro. We, did good. Right. we got to do this again. So... I love you guys. I love hey, all you black men. You guys are awesome. Amen. Black women, you guys are beautiful. Amen. You guys are smart. You guys are amazing. Y'all look good. Black too, people. Drugs are bad. Drugs are black bad. Women Don't forget that. Good. Black Drugs women are, are the most beautiful women. In the, in yeah, the black universe. women. Y'all look top of the total. Hey, Jesus we love Lord. you. Oh, no. I love right. y'all. <laughs> <laughs> Adios. And, and, and Chris, do the thing. <laughs> yep. <laughs>